we all know in our heads that God is the judge. But the moment that I move into thinking I know why you've done something, then I'm stepping into judgment. Hey friend, I'm Karna Atkinson and this is the Hidden Jewels podcast. In a world where social media often has the loudest voice, we miss the quiet voices of many women of God whose experiences and wisdom are the words we need to hear today. My mentor, Roxanne Parks, and I are here to give space for these quiet voices to be honored and to reveal the gems of wisdom they hold. We're so excited today to be continuing our discussion with our friend, Deanne Higgins. If you missed the first part of our talk, hop on over to episode four. You won't want to miss it. Now let's get to it. It's interesting that you mentioned motives. When you assume motives, my dad always said almost all relationships, when there's like a destruction of relationship, it's because one person or both assumed the other one's motives about why they did what they did. And you assume negatively, that's kind of like our default, I think. And so I thought it was interesting. You said almost like just assuming our own motives too, you know, and I actually, my husband just sent me this quote today uh, from Dustin Messer. And he says, nothing stunts intellectual and spiritual growth, like being quick to correct and slow to affirm. Uh, I thought that was amazing. Wow, yeah. And he says, we'll develop healthier minds and souls if we approach texts or people or situations with the question, is there a sense in which this is correct? Before asking, is there a sense in which this is incorrect? I thought that was really interesting. Well, um, and, and I, I feel an unction to add there, uh, a lifelong practice that God gave me years ago, and that's giving people the benefit of the doubt. I, I don't he think- He just said that, Roxanne, oh, no, the rest no, of the quote is no, giving I'm other people you, the benefit I, of the doubt. Yeah, I don't think- <laughs> humans are trying to screw up their life and get it wrong. I, I think we do, but I don't think we're trying to. I don't, I think we could be naive. We could be angry. We could be living in there. But to me, I just feel like uh, I would like the benefit of the doubt when you think I'm yucky <laughs> and I therefore should give you the benefit of the doubt. I just find that life is much easier when I do that. And I love, uh, Deanne, you said something about living in relational. Uh, you said something about that in this new conversation with God, it gets into the relational part of life versus the doing part of life. And that was big to me that you spoke. He wants a relationship and out of the relationship you can do, but, he, but we, we go for the do part first. And that, that was inspiring to me. It was good news to me. It was good news to me because I'm not good at the doing. I, I'm not really good at the doing. I, I I continually fail at the doing that I want to do. So when it was the being that he wanted, that was such good news, right? Mm -hmm. That's, That's good. good. That's so good for, I know me and probably Roxanne too, because we're real good at the doing. Like we just do, 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 you know? Exhaust. And then you end up exhausted on the performance yeah. treadmill. Yeah. That's my tendency. So that has been transformative to me to just stay curious with the Lord and, and to stop and take time. I don't know about other women, but I know for me with six kids and, 
you know, business and all the things that are in my life. Um, it's been so helpful just to learn to stop and be curious, you know, to really make that a discipline, a spiritual discipline in my life to just say, Lord, what's going on here? You know, every time I'm around Deanne in any kind of teaching, she always will say, isn't that the good news? And Deanne, I think let's highlight here. It is the good news that he wants a relationship with us more than he wants us doing. And our relationship is more established um, in questioning what we believe and being curious about what we believe so that we can live kind of from truth instead of for performance. And when you said, when you said, I'm not that good at doing it, I know you're good at doing, but you said, I, it's more safe to be in a relationship than to have to perform. Yeah. And so, yes, absolutely. And on, on that, because he is more interested in a relationship and Carney, you touched on this a minute ago, but knowing that a relationship with him means that he actually wants to interact with you, that he is speaking to you, that he wants to speak to you, that he, just like you said, Roxanne, he knit us he knows the language of your heart and he's not trying to hide like to think about like if if you had a groom and his bride and the groom said to the bride i really love you i'm i'm will do anything for you except i'm not going to talk to you or really be a part of the relationship for the next 10 years until we get married we're just going to be engaged for 10 years and I'm not really going to talk to you. And I'm just going to, I'm just going to be somewhere else. And, and you just have to remember all that for the next 10 years, while all the things of life come to you and the people come and they go and the things happen. And you just have to keep remembering that I love you, even though you can't see me, hear me, feel me, that you have no evidence that I'm really with you except for this precious letter that I'm leaving you. So just keep reading the letter, which is really, really good letter. But so many times what we, what we need, like what we're wired for is that connection. And, and God is, he, he himself is connection. The father, the son, the Holy spirit, Jesus's prayer in John 15, that we're, that we're one and that they will be one with us. And how can you be connected if you just feel a stony silence with this person that you're supposed to be connected to? Yeah. So I, for me, that aspect of relationship is that he's really there and that he really does talk and that he really does reveal himself and that he longs to reveal himself and to be known by you and to know you to be invited into those places of our heart. Even, even if we feel like we want to hide it, like Karna said, um, if I believed God was harsh, like you wouldn't really want to tell God that because somehow that doesn't seem right, but really it's still there. But to invite him in to even those places is, is what he longs for. And, and he doesn't just leave us alone to have to remember it's even the picture of the Israelites in the wilderness that they went out and they got their manna every day, every day, 
it was there again for them. It was there. They didn't have to go four weeks with nothing to eat thinking, well, I do remember we got manna four weeks ago, so that should take care of today, right? Mm. That's just not who he is, that he's there with us, and we don't have to just remember, but that he's speaking. I just have to highlight that. Yeah. Well, you've always taught us that he's always speaking to us and that he always longs to speak to us and that he speaks to us in a language we can hear. And so you've invited me into being more of a listener because if he wants to speak and he wants relationship and he's always speaking, am I listening? Oh no, I'm busy. Oh, I need to be listening. Yeah. Talk about that. Um, that idea that God speaks to us in a language that we understand. You know, every person is unique, mm-hmm. right? Just like every zebra pattern and snowflake. And since he made us, he knows how we're made. So some of the ways that he speaks to people as a, a, a sense in your body that you can feel, like maybe you feel in your heart a a presence um the calm you know a calm or maybe you see designs and patterns and colors and they carry a message or a memories there's been a lot of times when i've asked the lord what's going on here and he'll bring a memory to mind mm-hmm. and if i trust that he's the one leading me, that I'm in his hands, that his heart for me is good, that I can follow and I can step into the memory. What is it that's important about this memory right now, Lord? So he he can speak through memories. Uh, I've had a lot of experiences with him where there are pictures. So I kind of see pictures in, in my mind, you know, like not, not, I'm not seeing things out in front of me, but pictures in my mind of of places where I really experienced him Mm -hmm. or pictures as in kind of like metaphors of ways of thinking about something. So one time specifically was I had a fear of going forward. I can't, I can't even remember the specific instance and and really the specific instance that doesn't matter. I had this fear of going forward. And so I was like, well, Lord, what's, what's this fear? What's, what, what is that like? And he just showed me a door and it was like a, like those barn doors that slide and and the barn door was closed, but it was locked. So I couldn't open it. And he was like, you know, all you have to do is be on the other side. And so I was like, well, how do I get to the other side? And I tried to move it. I couldn't, I I'm picturing this in my mind, right? I'm picturing it all in my mind. I'm not really doing this. I'm I'm picturing myself slamming into it. Maybe it just moves, you know, Mm -hmm. what could I do? And then all of a sudden in my picture, I just looked down and I could see that there was a big gap. Like you're in a restroom stall. You know how the doors don't go all the way down. And there's, there was a gap underneath. And I was like, Oh, I could just go under the door. And so I just pictured myself going right under the door and popping up on the other side. And whatever the fear was that that door, it didn't even matter because it now it's behind me. 
it mm. melted away. So by that conversation with him, he's speaking to me through this picture. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. speaking to me that that door is not my problem, that there's a way under, around, or through, or over, that he's with me, and that I can just pop up on the other side, mm-hmm. like, that it's not as devastating as it was. Yeah. So he's spoken to me, and, and, and also I do... It's not that I hear a voice so much that I feel a sense of words. It's like all of a sudden I have information inside me that I didn't have before. Mm-hmm. And there's some important things that I, I think are true about what you hear from him. And that's that whenever he speaks, there's, there's never a sense of condemnation. Mm-hmm. There's never a sense of shame. Mm-hmm. There's never a sense that you aren't measuring up, but there's always a sense of invitation. I want to say there's a presence of life. It's that invitation. I think that that's one of the biggest things to me, even when I've been corrected, when he's giving me the opportunity to make some different choices. It's an invitation into more with him. It's not ridicule that I'm doing the wrong thing. So the tone of his voice, whether it's in a picture or a memory, a color, words, a sense of presence, is for me like invitation carries carries the heart of what I experience with him. It's always an invitation to more with him. Yeah. I love it. An invitation to more mm-hmm. and I think in John 10 10 when it said the enemy comes to rob steal and destroy our joy our finances our marriage I mean everything everything but he comes so that we can have life and life abundantly and when you say he invites us I think it's the more is is into more abundance which is more freedom you you call it a transformational freedom uh and I love that you just said He doesn't shove you into freedom. He invites you. And it's really a place of greater abundance. We're also invited into um, all this death heavy stuff from from the enemy. And Deanne, for you to uh, highlight to the listeners and to Karna and remind Karna and I, life is always about an invitation into relationship, leading to abundance, leading to freedom. Mm. Mm-hmm. so you you're you're inspiring us today i i know you're inspiring our readers i got like notes and notes and notes so thank you yeah thank you again i i know we talked about this a couple of weeks ago when we got to have coffee but just that idea of um maybe conviction is actually an invitation and mm-hmm. um and i i wonder if you would just share with everybody what does it feel like uh when the voice of the enemy or the accuser comes after you with shame. Like, I know you've given some tools of like, when you feel these certain things, that's a, like a clue that you're, you know, maybe operating out of shame. Ah, uh, I'm not exactly sure what you mean. Like but I when, definitely... you, when you feel like you want to hide um, yeah. or be defensive, I think. And there were a couple more that I remember you've talked about. Yeah. Well, you know, 
kind of one phrase that I run in my mind. I don't know if this is specifically it, but whenever I find myself feeling the need to prove, to defend, Mm -hmm. to protect, or to hide, then I know that's not the voice of the Lord. Yeah. Right. So when I feel those things to prove, protect, defend, or to hide, those are opportunities for me to turn to the Lord and say, Hey, what's going on here? Lord, I don't know what's happening here. To be curious. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I don't know that that's necessarily the voice of the enemy, but I know that God's voice is life. Mm -hmm. Life and love. So I guess, I guess it's like they talk about what, if you study to the people that study to learn counterfeit hundred dollar bills, they don't look at counterfeit hundred dollar bills. They look at the real thing. Yeah. When they've seen the real thing so much, the counterfeit stands out easily. Yeah. What he says will always agree with the word of God. Yeah. And that's, um, that's always a good thing to weigh as well. Right. It is, but it's also really interesting to weigh it after you've received it with the life because it can sound totally different. If you believe God is a harsh God and then you read that scripture that says, be perfect as I am perfect. Yeah. And you have an impossible standard to measure up to that you can never reach. Yeah. But if you really are living and he's so for me, he's so with me, he's given me everything that I need. And then I read, be perfect. I receive it as a blessing, like that he's putting a crown on my head. Be perfect. Mm. And that he's giving me a blessing instead of giving me an impossible standard. Mm. That's so good. That is good. It's fun to read the Bible from this perspective of relationship and life. It it sounds different. It does. Yes. I I remember you uh, said, what if God came to Adam after they had sinned? And the way you used your tone, the tone of voice, it was like a complete shift. You just do it, do it for our listeners (laughs) instead of Adam. (laughs) What did you do? You know? Yeah, right. Instead of that, he, knowing all the answers already, he still was, Adam, hey, where are you? Where Mm -hmm. are you? Already knowing. Mm -hmm. Already knowing. And, and, you know, actually, in that point, when when Adam responded, this, this goes back to what we were talking about, about knowing your own motives. When Adam responded, well, I'm hiding because I, blah, 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 blah. His, what he said was, I was naked and I was ashamed. Mm -hmm. And he determined at that point that being naked was shameful. Mm -hmm. How did he know? Why did he think that? Where did that come from? It wasn't, God didn't put that on him. I love when you say, you know, if it's shame or heavy or weighty or defensive or hiding or any of that stuff, and you know, it can't be the voice of God because he invites us into a life-giving truth and not um, shaming, waiting 
And I love that you, you know, not a, every one of our listeners knows a lot of the word of God or the lot, a lot about the Bible, but they do know weighty feelings versus life-giving feelings and loving and lifting feelings versus uh, heavy, heavy feelings. Now, I, I know anybody would know that difference between those. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that there aren't hard things that we have to go through. No. Right. But you don't have to go through them alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can get his perspective instead of sticking with I'm naked and ashamed. So is there a final thought you want to leave with the listeners? Mm, there is. There is. There's a song by Andrew Peterson and it's called Be Kind to Yourself. And I want to leave everyone and and continually encourage everyone to be kind to yourself in the song he says how does it end when the war that you're in is just you against you against you you got to learn to love your enemies too Mm. and so be kind to yourself the same grace and patience and believing the best that you would give your friend, give that to yourself. Be kind to yourself. Amen. I love that. We love you, Deanne. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for sharing just some of the nuggets. I I know that your well Mm -hmm. is deep, but you know, we're, we're not on these podcasts for 55 years. uh, And so we just appreciate your time and your love. Love you ladies. Love you Until next time. My prayer for you after listening to our discussion with Deanne is that you will find some space to listen to the Lord, to be curious with him and to receive his love for you. Roxanne and I are so very thankful you took the time to listen today. If this episode was especially encouraging to you, we would love if you would share it with your friends. You would also be blessing us if you would just take a few seconds to subscribe and leave a review to help get the word out. If you want to connect with us more, hop over to Facebook and join our free community, Finding the Hidden Jewels. We love to chat with you there personally and get to know you. You can also be the first to know about new podcast episodes and upcoming opportunities. Make sure you check out the show notes for links we discussed, a link to the song that Deanne referenced, and how to connect with us all on social media. You can also find out more info at hiddenjewelspodcast.com. And remember, you are a precious jewel in the eyes of Jesus. Your story matters. Let the world see you so they may see him. Thank you.